So here we are in the Christian year. Last week, the Magi visited the baby Jesus, and this week we're baptizing the adult man Jesus. A little speedy fast forward. I selected the sermon, the name of this sermon, back in the summer, jokingly saying I was going to title it this, and then I was encouraged to keep that title. <laughs> because we had gone down to the Jordan River, my group, as we were traveling in Israel, and we'd gone down the river to a little spot where we could just remember our baptism, not really get in the water, but just remember our, baptize, our baptism. And then we went up to the area where people celebrate where Jesus was baptized. And I had heard from others who had been there before that there was a lot of opportunity to be baptized in the Jordan if you wish to do that, but to expect that it was a bit touristy. But I wasn't prepared for how I would react. I first had never really wanted to be baptized again because my baptism meant so much to me as a young girl. And I don't have any problem with people who want to do that. I just didn't feel a need. And so I, I just didn't really want to do it. I had felt as a child very, very sincerely about my baptism. My parents had talked to me about it. The pastor had talked to me about it. So I was really clear that I didn't want to do this. But when I got to the Jordan, I saw people lined up in this long line, and you had to rent your robes, and then you had to pay $75 to be dunked in the water so that you could say you'd been baptized in the Jordan. So it bothered me. And even more so, the barrels and barrels of plastic bottles filled with what they called the Jordan holy water that you could pay a dollar and take home. And I just really thought to myself, and people from our group did, people from our group brought the water home and thought they would use it here and I really thought to myself, I sat there and I thought, I bet Jesus is really having a big laugh about this. And then he is probably, he's probably saying, do these people really get it? It's not about the water. It's not about the place. It's not about who is baptizing you. It's about giving yourself to God. And I don't know that Jesus probably appreciated people paying money to be baptized. But I couldn't help but really, really think about what baptism is supposed to mean to us. What did Jesus' baptism mean to him? What does his baptism mean for us? Is there really a cost to baptism? Was there a cost for Jesus? Was the real reason... For Jesus' baptism, a show. There have been so many debates by theologians about the Gospels tell, retelling of Jesus' baptism, and even Matthew seemed confused by it. 
Baptism is to wash away our sins, and Jesus is sinless. Others have a problem with Jesus submitting to someone else. Even John had that problem. The fact that Jesus participated in baptism, to me, shows the importance of the ritual. Not just for the washing away of the sins, but because you have entered into this relationship with God that changes your life forever. From that point forward, you are identifying yourself as a follower of God and being identified by God as Jesus was, as beloved. And while the actual act of being baptized doesn't physically change you, what draws you to baptism is what changes you. We live in a world where our identity is very important, isn't it? We identify with our family by name. We identify with where we go to school. We identify with what we do for a living. We are identified in our country by our political party, with our nationality. We are identified with our social class and we've gotten to a point where all of these identities divide us. We've gotten to a point where we don't associate well with people from other identities. The labels of the clothes we wear seem to be important. The type of phone we have, the computer we carry, the jewelry we wear, Everything seems to identify us in so many ways. An article on branding said this, for people who aren't deeply religious, visible markers of commercial brands are a form of self-expression and a token of self-worth, just like symbolic expressions of faith. I thought that was interesting. And I wondered, what symbolic expressions do we have of our faith? Is it just baptism? We spent some time this weekend, our ministry council, talking about the importance of our, the church, of our brand how people identify us when they're introduced to this church. We talked a lot about what welcomes people and what turns people away. You're going to hear a lot about our discussion in the month of February. And I'm going to say right now that you need to be a part of those discussions because we're going to talk real about Highland Park. In every bit of our life as a Christian, it is important for us as children of God to identify our brand so that when, we, when people meet us, they have no doubt that we are identified as a child of God. 
We need to be identified in this building and outside of this building. And in naming us, just as Jesus was named, we are branded as beloved, loved of God. Through this process of baptism, we experience our own value. We're motivated to see and proclaim that all people are children whom God loves. If we truly allow God to change us, our eyes recognize that all people are children of God, as they are. I remember so clearly the day after my baptism. I went to school that morning so excited, expecting every person to be able to see that I was different. I was in elementary school and I just felt like I looked different. And when people didn't recognize, I was upset. I look back now and I, I know the actual baptism itself didn't change me. That change happened when I made the decision to follow Christ. But for me, baptism branded me so that the world could see that I was different. The voice from God saying, you are my beloved, was so strong and clear. Then life begins to work on us, doesn't it? We hear the things that people of the world call us. We get caught up in wanting to be accepted by others. We hear that going to church is not cool. We start to see we're not successful enough or we don't have enough or we don't look just right. And the voice that spoke to us on that day telling us that we are beloved is drowned out by the voices of the world saying, you need to be more like me. You need to be different. Perhaps even that voice that also told me that others were beloved is also drowned out. And I begin to see others in a different light. It's important that we remind ourselves regularly of that voice that spoke to us on our baptism so that we can set aside the voice of the world that drowns out God's voice so that our own judgment about our own words and our own actions begin to reflect that God's light shines brightly in this world. I probably will never forget the long line of people at the Jordan willing to pay $75 to be dunked under the water of the Jordan. For them, it was obviously worth it. Perhaps for some of them, they were baptized as children, so they didn't have the ability to remember. Or maybe some of them, it was just a renewal opportunity to hear that voice again. For some, it was probably just a touristy thing to do. For Jesus, that day of his baptism, the cost wasn't an issue. 
Yes, his willingness to follow God was costly. It meant setting aside his wants and desires and saying yes to what was asked of him. But baptism was freely given. For us, baptism itself isn't costly. It's freely given. But agreeing to truly follow Christ can be costly. Because we agree to set aside our wants and our desires in order to be identified as beloved, loved by God. Amen and amen.